This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call or text us at 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet at Double Tap Canada. Find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite Double Tappers. I'll accept Stephen Scott. Good morning, good day, good evening. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. I am Marco Flalo, sitting in the hosting chair for Stephen Scott this week, who is away vacationing this time. Alongside me, Sean Priest. Mr. Priest, how are you feeling this Hello, week? Mark. Oh, I am so good. I'm feeling 100% because this week I was offered a vaccination. Oh, the first no, no, one, no. second one? What kind of vaccination? What is this, rabies? Not, <laughs> not that vaccination. I went to the chemist, right, and I came out. I got my items, came out, and the guy came running after me and said, do you want a flu vaccination? Oh. And I said, wait a minute, that's for over 60s, isn't it? I, I, I'm not over 60. I might look it, but I'm not. <laughs> and he said, no, 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 because of your situation with your eyesight, okay. I'm offering you. I have no idea. What's my eyesight got to do with catching the flu? I have absolutely no idea, but you're going to have to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either, but I said, is it free? He said, yes. I'll have it. So I am fully jabbed up. I've got vaccinations all over the place. Yeah, there's a lot of confusion because people aren't sure. Like, am I supposed to get the flu vaccine, the seasonal flu vaccine this year? But yes, the answer is yes, you should be getting it. Um, I guess different parts of the world get it at different times. Ours doesn't really even become available till mid-October. I mean, which is only a couple weeks away, but still, it's... Uh one of these things, I'm like, oh, great, another shot. That's all I need. One more shot. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine, just like the others. It was nothing at all. Um, Sean, an exciting, exciting week, not only because, you know, iPhones and iPads and stuff like that are going to end up in our hands this week. I'm actually waiting yeah. for my delivery as we record this show. So if I disappear at some point in time, I will warn you because you are alone, but I may yes. have to run upstairs and uh, get a delivery because if I miss it, I'm, I'm definitely screwed. It's like uh, Stephen is still here. I don't know what, There's at nothing. least when he leaves us, we're together. We can at least you know, bounce off each other. So at least we got no, that going. But Microsoft, oh my God, this Surface event, they have, it's amazing. They continue to surprise me every single time they hold an event. Um, how they manage to keep the wraps on these things, I do not know. So many new Surface devices. <laughs> what did I say? What did I say? Microsoft event. That's where it's at, baby. It's always so cool. Doubling down on security. There's always surprises with that. And the, the hardware is just so, I'm going to say sexy because I mean it. It's sexy hardware. So we've got a new Surface Duo 2, which is that dual screen phone. We've got mm. a Surface Laptop Studio to talk about, which is a really, really <gasps> cool new form yeah. factor, kind of. Uh, Surface Go 3, that's kind of like the Chromebook competitor. What else we mm. got here? We got the Surface Pro 8. Oh, my God. We've got an adaptive kit for Surface. I mean, so many cool things which we're going to dive into on this week's show, uh, so I'm so excited to kind of get the ball going. Any any other news this week that really piqued your interest? Because I found it was kind of it was kind of dead. There was so much iPhone chatter that the embargo released on Tuesday. I think it was 9 a.m. and the floodgates opened of all these iPhone reviews. I know it's always yeah. Hey, no, it's all it's always about Apple, right? As as I said previously, it's always about Apple, and that's fine. But as I said, when we talked about the event, there was nothing there that interests me at all, apart from the iPad mini, um, which I still really do want for some reason. It, it, me too. I have no cool. idea. I ordered it. I don't know why I want it. Yeah, I know. It's just the coolest thing out of the event, probably. That's why, you know. But hey, oh, talking of which, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent quickly. Go for it. MagSafe, right? I've stolen Stephen's iPhone 12 mini. He's not getting it back, I've decided. Okay, good, so, good, good. Uh, yeah, no, he's got more than enough. He sent so it to I you, thought, though, didn't he? He did. He so that's did. not really stealing, really. He kind of gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Once it's in my hands, that's it. You're not getting it back. So I bought a case for it, you know, and everything, in case I do send it to him later on when I get a new one. But I also invested in a MagSafe wireless charger because I've got wireless chargers all over. I am all in on wireless charging. It's great. So I thought, MagSafe, that sounds even better. It's terrible. It's pretty slow, I isn't mean, it? <laughs> I, see, I don't care about slow. It's fine. As so I, what I, what, I what anyway, don't you like about it? 
because you need two hands again. You might as well plug it in. So I bought a little disc that sits on a table or wherever, and then you put the phone on top and it snaps into place yeah. with the magnets. Right? I get the idea. Fantastic. Now, when I want to leave and quickly grab my phone, I can't just pick the phone up because I dragged the charger with me now. <laughs> kind the of defeats the purpose, are... right? Yeah, exactly. I might as well plug the cable in because now I've got to hold the uh, charging pad down and pull off the uh, the phone. I I mean, I get it. And to be fair, it's still... it mag. The magnet sticks to my iPhone 11 for some reason. Not very strong, but it does, and it charges that one perfectly. But still, I mean, you got to use two hands to pick the thing up. I, I honestly don't get it. Unless the, the MagSafe feature is more for cases and the other accessories, I'm not sure what I they think, would do. I think that's really where they're focused, because if you look at some of the accessories that have come out, there are car stands that will hold it upright um, in my car. Makes sense. I've got yeah. a Belkin one that it just it sticks upright and it holds it. It's strong enough to hold it there. Um, but, but I get where you're coming from, because the original intention with MagSafe on the MacBooks anywhere was, oh my God, you pull your computer, forget it's connected. You're not going to rip the thing out of the wall. It's just going to disconnect. This yep. one, this one, you're probably going to rip the thing out of the wall before it even it's disconnects. Like, That's how strong like it's it is. It's glued to it. Yeah. You got to peel it off. But um, yeah. Okay. But I must say, I'm loving the iPhone 12 mini uh, late review coming to the party late. <laughs> but if you're interested in the iPhone 13 mini, um, smaller screen, if you don't care about the screen, absolutely fantastic. Battery life is obviously hit by the uh, smaller size, but I'm not finding it an issue at all. Um, I'm loving the smaller size. It's like going back to the 4S where it all started for me. You know, there's one MagSafe accessory I have yet to try, which is the battery pack. And I think yes. that might be the perfect example of a really useful accessory. Um, I can imagine myself traveling and just having that thing in my bag instead of having to rip a case off or hold a wire with a battery pack just to snap it on and allow it to kind of trickle charge the phone. I think that's a really good example of an accessory that really takes advantage of that technology. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it, you know, it's just a little bit annoying because I've got a cradle here in front of me on my desk and the iPhone 12 mini won't charge on it. And I thought, well, perhaps it's just because it's small and the coils aren't lined up. So I'm moving it around, you know, putting pens underneath it, trying to move it up so it hits the <laughs> coil. It just doesn't work. No matter where I place it on this cradle, will not work. Uh, that's annoying to me. And, and now I've got a MagSafe charger and, you know, am I going to have to invest in others? Uh, I don't know. The whole point of wireless charging was just, you know, it doesn't matter what you throw on it because I've got now I've got Google Pixel 5, which I've also stolen off, Stephen. Uh, so, you know, I want to charge that as well, which also does work on this MagSafe charger as well. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just getting a bit all over the place. But I understand the, the idea behind MagSafe and it does make sense. But yeah. Okay, so, kind of thinking... so this is what I invested in, okay? And it's kind of kind of related, okay? I Go bought on. an under-desk Qi wireless charging plate. So this is you can't actually put your phone directly on it. It needs something between the phone and itself to properly charge your device. But it is brilliant. I bought one off Amazon. It was about $100. And I said, this is a way, because my wife hates when all these things are plugged in on, on like our, our little, I yeah. don't even know what to call the table in our in our vestibule, but she yeah. hates that the things are always sitting on there charging. So I said, let me try one of these things and put it underneath and see if you could just sit the iPhone down there and it'll charge. And it does so well. <laughs> Can I just say, look, I don't know this device. I have no uh, expertise in it whatsoever, but that sounds so incredibly dangerous doesn't it though like so, you can't it's too powerful to charge directly you have to have like a, a wooden a slab wood. between you okay but hang on you know i was yeah. validated a bit because yesterday there was an announcement from ikea ikea actually released something similar it's a wireless charging pad again designed to work on any desk or table underneath it's called i can't, I can't even pronounce this S-J-O-M-A-R-K-A, and there's umlauts on the O and the A, so I'm going to guess it's a Shumuki. Oh, that was beautiful. Was that sound right? Shumuki? Absolutely. Yeah, but hang on, I'm thinking here on my on my desk, right? Yes. Is that safe for me to place my... It um, is. That's that's the intention. The, the intention desk. is you put it on a that coffee be... table, you put it underneath, and you don't even see it. You just put your phone down, and you, no, and you no. just get. It. But here's the thing: you have to be so precise. <laughs> 
they give you this like they give you this like black stick on pad to put on top so you know exactly where the target is but that defeats the purpose of the look of the table right uh, yeah i bet you. so what i did i, I put a little piece of scotch that. tape i put a little piece of scotch tape so it, it you could kind of see it but it's kind of transparent so at least you know where to place it but you know, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm hoping one day we're going to get one of these charging pads that it really makes no difference where you place it on the actual pad but because well, of all these coils and placement. But we haven't gotten there. But amazing. We haven't gotten there. I know. Yeah. Look, look how, you know, every new device we see is so futuristic. And yet we can't get this wireless charging working <laughs> how everyone wants it to work. It, it blows it's amazing. my mind. Or, or like those wire, the wireless chargers we keep seeing at CES that don't even require a table. It's just it goes from the wall over the air wireless charging. Yeah, and I've that seen that doesn't them sound dangerous well. at all, right? No, no, exactly. <laughs> I've seen them built into light bulbs as well, where they just powered straight down. Oh it's like don't stand God. underneath the light for too long. I, I don't know, but, <laughs> but we all want it. That's, that, I mean, that is the holy grail, isn't it? Oh God, of course we want that. We want to be able to just charge everything and never have to worry about it. It's just charging no matter where we go. That's the dream. The dream, Mr. Priest. It'll happen one day in my lifetime, sir. You think? You think? You think? No, uh, you are not. listening to Double Tap Canada. He is Sean Priest. I am Marco Flalo. I am in the hosting chair for Stephen Scott this week. He is not ill. He is away on actual vacation. I'm not sure who approved that. Because well, I didn't I get the memo, I didn't get a permission slip, I didn't, I didn't, I did not say we could take time off. I don't know what the deal is, but he's on vacation, so um, and, and we should talk he's about on, that because he's on a cruise. He's in a buffet. That's where he is. That's <laughs> only time I hear from him. He's telling me what he's having to eat. Oh really? I'm has he been jealous. in touch with you? Oh, he has. Yeah, he told me there was chicken curry, hot dogs. At, oh really? At Eleven. At wow, night I've sent him a couple texts. I've got nothing. Well, he's too busy eating. He's got no hands. Wow, I feel a little bit slighted here. I feel a little bit slighted. It is Double Tap Canada. Do you want to get involved? Well, the, the lady will tell you about all that stuff. We'll be back in a moment. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now back to the show. Welcome back, Marco Flalo and Sean Priest with you this week. Stephen Scott apparently in touch with Sean. I don't know what the deal is, I guess. Don't no be love jelly, for me. Mate. It's all good. It's all good. No, I feel slighted. I feel totally slighted. I want to know. I want the play-by-play of what Stephen Scott is eating from a buffet on a closed mm. cruise ship during yes. a global pandemic. Oh, global pandemics don't apply when there's food involved. And i got to say, I don't blame him. I'd be up there, too. Would you really, though? Would you really? Oh, absolutely. I mean, food is the king. You know, to to men of certain ages and sizes, we don't care. If there's a buffet, I am at it. Okay, fine, fine. You go that way. You're, you're going to go on a cruise? You want to go to a cruise? You think your partner would be like, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's just do this. A little bit like, oh, yeah, there's no kids on the cruise. It's all vaccine. It's all. I guarantee you he comes back with some kind of horror story of some kind. I don't wish it upon him, but I'm sure yeah, it's it coming. It sounds like it. Yeah. I'm sure it's we coming. Will find out. He will be back next week. Oh, okay. he will be back next week. Uh, Sean, I think it's it's important that we dive into some of this Microsoft, some of it, all of it. I, I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. I mean, let's let's start with uh, Surface Pro Eight, shall we? Well, that is your personal favorite. I think you you do love the uh, Surface Pros. I I still haven't got one. I have had one in my sweaty little hands, and I loved it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant for a. A portable Windows machine, fantastic, and this new one even better. Well, this is fine since I think it was uh, since the Surface Pro three. This is the first time we've seen any kind of physical redesign of this device, which is the biggest change thus far. And the physical redesign really is small and just aesthetic in terms of some more rounded corners. Um, the Type Touch keyboard has a little spot for that pen built in, so you don't have to magnetize it to the top. It's always there and ready and waiting for you but the bezels have thinned out which means you've got a larger screen they say 11 percent larger 10.8 percent higher resolution 12.5 percent brighter individually calibrated pixels and a virtual edge-to-edge display so on the left and right side millimeters millimeters in terms of bezel on the top and the bottom a little bit thinner but still 
ever present because they need room for that front facing camera. And if you remember that keyboard you know, cover the type touch cover. It actually magnetizes not only to the bottom of the device, but it can actually magnetize a bit higher onto that bezel to give you a little bit of an angled keyboard point of view, which is really cool because that's also where the new thin pen actually lives, which is really, really neat. Mm. And because of the smaller bezels, we get this 13 inch screen that has 120 hertz refresh rate, which is what they call pixel sense. So depending on what you're doing, it'll jump from 60 to 120, kind of like the new iPhones do. So when you're scrolling and you want that smooth, smooth, smooth feel, it'll jump up to 120 hertz, which honestly haven't been seen on a laptop. Gaming laptops have them, but never on just a consumer or a business laptop like this. Nope. No, and this isn't the only device using that uh, new adaptive refresh rate up to 120 hertz, which is cool. I've also seen some chatter. Sorry, I know I've got to bring it back to Apple, but I am. I've seen some chatter from people saying that the new 120 hertz display means that your battery life is going to be terrible and drained. That isn't the case. No, uh, it's the opposite. It's exactly right. It's the op- opposite because it's adaptive. So when the screen isn't... Uh, there isn't a lot going on on the screen. It can slow down the refresh rate and save you battery. So adaptive refresh rates, although you know from a visually impaired point of view, probably you're not going to notice any difference, it can improve your battery life. So I just want to make that clear out there. And also, yeah, when it coming back to this, um, it's funny, isn't it? Bezels are the thing. It's always how, how big are the bezels? That, that sort of, the, the size of the bezel sort of ages and places a, a gadget down to when it was released, you know? <laughs> it really does, Is doesn't that... it though? <laughs> it does. It's because I think that... we all have this dream in the tech world. We have this dream of just a screen, right? 100% yep. screen across the board, no other distractions, nothing else there. And this comes back, I think, to just sci-fi movies and stuff like that. We just want this screen. We don't want to know that there's any technology behind it. We just want to be completely immersed. But at the end of the day, I mean, even on on full screen devices, you still need something to hold that screen in place, right? You yeah, need some exactly. kind of protection. <laughs> you got yeah, you got accidental touches and that. You can't have just full screen. We we are getting close to there, and there's there's some incredible um, clever software engineering going into you know rejecting false and accidental touches. So it is amazing. But uh, that's one thing I was going to say that the Surface Pro line, uh, as I said, I think are are great bits of kit, but. The one, I don't even know which generation it was. It was a few years ago now. It was slightly heavy to hold, I thought. You know, I suppose because you're always comparing it to, you know, an iPad or something like that, these very small portable devices. Um, It was uh, thicker and heavier than that. So I'm really interested in this design. Is it thinner? Is it more portable? Is it lighter? It is. I mean, it's under two pounds. So the weight is 1.96 pounds. Uh, dimensions are, you know, roughly like an A4 piece of paper. It's 11.3 inches by 8.2, and the thickness is 0.37 inches thick. That is, I mean, it's virtually the same footprint as the of the existing Surface, but because of the bezels, you get a larger screen. Um, there's a replaceable... So how, sorry, sorry, how big is the screen? The screen itself is, hang on, I've got to scroll down, uh, sorry, 13, 13 inches. Diagonal. Yeah, I thought you said that. So it's 13 yeah. inches. Yeah, it's 11 inch. That always. It's all about diagonal. <laughs> it just it reminds me of Doctor Who so much. It's it's TARDIS. Okay, fine. <laughs> got it. Thank you. Um, where was it? So video calls. So we've got a full HD cameras now. And this is a big change, too, because in the past 18 months, especially with this pandemic, the importance of a front-facing camera, I mean, there's no arguing, no arguing that it's extremely important. So they've come up with this full HD cameras, uh, way more improved low-light performance. Um, you've got studio mics, so there's many mics that pick up the directional sound, optimized speakers for crystal clear sound. You can't tell I'm reading this, right? Uh, no, and the no, most advanced digital pen experience <laughs> on a Pro. I mean, these are devices, the Surface Pro 8, um, they're not cheap. Um, We don't know the starting point of these devices. Um, I know we're going to get them kind of early to mid-October in terms of availability, but we can expect them to be around the existing price of the service line, which is just over just over $1,000, depending how you configure it. Now, here's where how you can configure this thing. You can start with a, uh, you know, uh, quad-core uh, Intel 11th generation processor, which is the current generation processor, core i5. So that's, I mean, 
it's okay. It's an okay processor, depending what you want to do. I mean, for what people normally do on these devices, email, browsing, et cetera, et cetera, that's respectable. Um, But they also have, they split this into consumer and commercial now. So you have different setups. If you're a business user, you can get up to, uh, you know, i7, uh, 11th generation processor with built-in Wi-Fi and LTE, whereas on, on the consumer side, you can only go up to the i7 with with no LTE, um, all designed on the Intel Evo platform. So this is, I mean, a major, a major step forward on hardware design and also in upgradability because you can replace the SSD finally. Removable yes, solid-state storage, which again, is... Again, I think that, that's on a few devices as well, that removable SSD. Uh, that seems really good. Um, Wi-Fi 6 compatible, Bluetooth 5.1, LTE advanced with a removable SIM and eSIM support. So you can just go to your carrier and say, hey, here's my SIM card number. Let's get this going. Um, what is it, 16 hours of battery life? Of course, up to 16 hours of battery life. Yeah. Um, you can charge it up to 80% in just over an hour, which is great. Battery life have, has always been insanely good on these devices. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, look, just going off those tech specs there, and I, I want to go back to the consumer versus commercial as well. Is that an actual limitation? Do they, I mean, can you only buy it through certain channels of commercial? If you wanted a higher processor, say. You can get it. You can buy it. A consumer can buy it. You can still buy it on the business side. It's just, they separate it, I guess, because businesses, businesses want longevity. They want a computer that's going to last a little bit longer because it's a capital investment. Um, So I think that, you know, you could still buy it as a consumer, but I think they also want to target something that's a little bit more affordable on the consumer side versus the business side. So I think it's more for the consumers that they give you this i5 option. But the funny thing is on the commercial side, you can even get an i3. Yeah, which is straight. Well, I suppose if people are using it for, I, I don't know. It's, I'm thinking like an iPad Mini or. Uh, or yeah, if you're just this... if you're just using like browsing and email and and like Word yeah. and the Office Suite, that's but all you then need. Then would you go? Would you go for this device for something like that? I I probably would. I mean, but don't forget, especially on the commercial side of businesses, they force people. It's not about a choice. You don't come in necessarily and say, I want to use my iPad. You come in and you say, give me what you're going to give me. And they give people what they need based on the business needs. So yeah, I think yeah. there is I, options I, there. No, I get that. But I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, even at the cheapest entry level, i3, I mean, how much is this going to start? At? I, I can't see it being, I can, it can't really compete with something like, a, I don't know, a cheap a $400 iPad tablet or a $400. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. So it seems a bit strange that but look the the surface pro even though i don't have one i really would love one yeah trust but me you would are, love one they you are just priced a bit out. but they are the perfect for me the portable device what the ipad pro wants to be you know Correct. it's that replacement for your laptop well let's be honest the ipad just isn't that no that's uh, mainly down to software but it's not currently that whereas the surface pro has been for years a perfect replacement for a laptop depending on your use case obviously if you're doing video editing or whatever then maybe not but i you still. know what these days with solid state and the latest processors yeah you know i'd be hard pressed to say don't you can't do it on this device because you can go up to 32 gigs of ram you can upgrade to two terabytes of storage if you wanted to you've got two USB-C thunderbolt 4 ports finally you've got a headphone jack you've got that surface connect port which allows you to dock and allows you to charge um yeah i mean you you name every feature in a modern day tablet and we've got it you've got the accelerometer the gyroscope the magnetometer ambient color sensor um you know everything you could possibly imagine you get on this plus you know the great slim pen which really makes that you know the interface for taking notes really handy like this is really a pro level desktop replacement in a tablet form factor yeah but the only, the only trouble and i keep coming back to it i would have to to get this in my hands to see is it truly a tablet you know there are there's got to be some some uh, compromises somewhere and if it's running windows and running it well on a you know intel architecture having that battery life can you really get all that which is exactly what we would need for a laptop replacement in a truly portable tablet i'm gonna say it again ipad sort of format <laughs> You know, it's amazing how we keep, keep keep the comparison going. Well, I mean, the comparison is that the iPad is a tab, is the tablet. You know, Android tablets, I'm sorry, they're just, you know, if you want to watch Netflix, absolutely fine. But if you want to do anything more than that, iPad 
is the way to go. It, it's perfect, except for it is not a replacement. It's still just well because a you can't run device. the software, right? It comes down to you software cannot... at the end of the day. Exactly right. Exactly and this right. is why and this is where this wins out on the iPad. Like even the iPad Pro with M1, why bother putting that chip in that iPad Pro if you're not going to give people the ability to use some of that pro level software? Exactly right. And I mean, it's it's got to be signposting the way, though, hasn't it? I mean, it's got to be. You going think, that but they way. keep denying it. Yeah, maybe. But no, this I'm really excited by this one. So let's talk about um let's go into okay, this there's two other devices in the <laughs> in the in the, in the in the tablet so form factor. There's so many here. Okay. Let's talk about the, the Surface Pro X. So the Surface Pro X was originally designed, it's an ARM based processor, which lower power, less compatible Ooh. with things that are going on, a little bit more compatible now because it's sixty four bit. Originally this was a, a thirty two bit device. And I think when they first come out with these devices sometimes it really is to test the waters to see what people's reaction is gonna be. So yep. um let, let me quickly go through the specs here because it's not really I, okay. I find that the pro 8 is just such a more powerful device that i don't know who's going to get the x i really don't um you got gigabit lte so it's not even 5g entry point of 899 so it's a pretty cheap starting point um 64-bit version of the arm devices so you need modified software um windows 11 will support arm so it'll be there and it'll be available and you can emulate different pieces of software um you know it's it's an interesting size device because it's roughly the exact same size as the new Surface Pro 8, 11.3 inches by 8.2 inches, a bit thinner at 0.28 inches. Um, you got different colors available. This kind of is seems to me like the, the consumer kind of like the bubbly version of the Surface. You get a 13-inch well, screen. <laughs> you get lower resolution, but you've got Microsoft's own SQ1 and SQ2 processors. Yeah, now that's what it all relies on, isn't it? The processing speed. So these are Microsoft's own, I don't know, take on ARM processors. Look, the thing is, ARM processors have left a bad taste in our mouth when it comes to things like tablets and, you know, desktop computing for years. We've been let down by it. You know, the Windows RT terribleness and things like that. On a, on a mobile phone, fantastic. Works great. But no one's ever managed to do it until... Apple's M1 chip, yeah. right? And they uh, it just blew us away. The performance, the emulation, absolutely amazing. Now, if Windows, if Microsoft can do that with this, then again, it's going to be amazing. But I am not sure. Windows for ARM has been, the emulation has been terrible. Um, this one is the first one. Windows 11 for ARM will, as you said, offer 64-bit and 32-bit app emulation. And that is the key for me. If it can emulate those apps at a decent speed, as Apple managed to do, then fantastic. If they can, it's dead in the water. Simple as that. People want that legacy app support. It doesn't matter how beautiful the design is, and I'm, I'm assuming this one is, um, if it's not able to run the software that you need it to run, then it's it's dead. Simple it, as that. It is a nice design, but at the end of the day, it's not as nice as the new Surface Pro 8. So when you look at the specs, I mean, 8 gig or 16 gig, removable solid state drive, which is nice to have, but you're limited to everything else. There's no Thunderbolt. You've just got that Surface Connect port. You've got USB-C Gen 2, which is great. You know, Windows yep. Hello, a 5 megapixel front-facing camera, which isn't great. I mean, this is really kind of like the, the ugly stepchild, I really think, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I think this is the device that you would give to employees for you know, <laughs> taking notes on the on the move or whatever. It's the cheapest option. It can run the basics, even if it's native apps. I'm sure there's going to be an ARM. Well, I think they do mention did mention that it's it's Zoom um, Teams and, and things like that. They've got their own native ARM versions of that. So, you know, I, yeah, I, it's it's a hard sell just because it's ARM. Uh, Microsoft need to prove that they can pull it off when it comes to Windows for ARM, and they haven't done so so far that maybe windows 11 will change that so let's talk about the surface uh surface go 3 um you know a more portable device really this is targeted at the student this is targeted at the chromebook users but the specs are pretty impressive number one size wise you're looking at comparable to the new ipad mini in terms of dimensions uh, about 10 inches by 7 inches by 0.33 inches thick um, you know, Wi-Fi 6, you've got LTE options, you've got a 10.5-inch screen, which is respectable, 
I mean, if you think about it, it's a respectable screen. It's huge. Um, yeah. Dual-core Intel Pentium Gold processor. That doesn't sound very good. Uh, Quad-core <laughs> Intel 10th uh, generation Core i3. Uh, okay, you're making me not so happy anymore. Okay. Uh, up to 8 gigs of RAM. Okay. 64, 128, or 256 gigs of storage. Not removable. Again, I don't think you care to remove it at this point. Um, you do get Wi-Fi 6, Bluetooth 5, LTE Advance, up to 11 hours of battery life. Again, kind of the same specs as the Surface Pro X in terms of expansion and cameras and speakers. You know, yeah. You know, I, I'm trying to find a price point here, to be perfectly honest. I don't see one. Um, but, you know, this well, is... It's got to be under 899, surely. Well, definitely going to be under 899 because they want to really get into the market. I'm going to guess 499, uh, maybe 599 in Canada. Um, now, you see, let, let me just say, let me stop you there. No, I'm going to stop you there, Mark, because you're sounding a little bit dismissive of this one. And the more you tell me about it, the more <laughs> excited I am. By really? It. Why? It's, what excites you about this one? Because it's running. It's just like the Surface Pro 8, right? It's running Windows. It's got enough power for you know what you would expect on a, a price price point for this device and for the size of the device. Um I mean, it sounds like a great little gadget to have, surely. Running I think it's Windows, a good running device. an Intel processor. I think why it's why a good, are you saying student? Because I think it's a, good, a perfect form factor for my son to take into high school and to take notes because you can use the pen, even though it doesn't support the new pen. Uh, I think it's a good... You know, the other thing is I call a student device because I don't want to send my child to school with a $2,000 laptop or a $2,000 <laughs> no, exactly right. iPad. Yeah, but see, what, where's the compromises by going for the uh, Surface Go? Because it's still running Windows. Yeah, right? but so you, the, you're getting you're getting Windows 11 Home in S mode. Um, you can get Windows 10 Pro or 11 Pro on the on the commercial side. But S I mean, mode means nothing, right? That just means student mode. It means you can only I think they lock it down, but you can you can unlock that easily. You can upgrade that easily. with no problem. Um, you yeah. know, I mean, I find that you know certain things. Why did they not put? Um, why do they not put Wi-Fi 6 on board here? Why do they not let you change the... Oh, no, sorry, there's Wi-Fi 6. Uh, there why, is Wi-Fi. Yeah. Why, did, why didn't they let you go up to 16, 16 gigs of RAM? Can it not handle it? Can you not get more than 256 gigs of... I mean, on a computer, 256 gigs goes fast. Windows uh, Windows yes. alone is about 100 gigs. <laughs> it probably is now, but uh, I don't know. I, I think this is because as soon as you start adding these, why didn't they put extra, you know, whatever storage or memory in there? Then, well, because now we're cannibalizing not only on the Surface Pro 8, but also the Surface X or whatever else is on there. There's got to be something. Yeah, I guess as a give and take, right? And, and also the price point that they're trying to hit. I, I actually. You know, I, I'm thinking about the iPad Mini. Why, why do I find that so interesting? It's the design of it. I like the new design and the uh, the power that it's going to have with the A15 and the connectivity. And to be honest, with a small Windows uh, tablet, that sounds even more intriguing. I haven't yet found a Windows tablet that's any good. So uh, this could be really, I mean, for an entry point, if I can't get the Surface Pro 8, then I would definitely look at this one. Fine. Be that way. Uh, there's right. still two more devices that I want to talk about. We're going to take a quick break. You are listening to Double Tap Canada. I am Mark Aflalo sitting in the hosting chair for a vacationing Stephen Scott. Again, Boo. who gave him permission? Uh, alongside me is Sean Priest, and we're going to take a quick break and uh, come back and talk about the uh, Surface Duo 2 and a brand new form factor. I think this is the one that really kind of surprised everybody. The Surface Laptop Studio. Stick around. If you love Double Tap Canada, why not check out Double Tap TV with Stephen Scott and Mark Aflalo every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-TV. The latest tech news, hands-on reviews, exclusive interviews, accessible to all. Find out more at ami.ca slash double tap. This is Double Tap that. Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. Welcome back. Mark Aflalo and Sean Priest with you. Sean, what's his name? Stephen Scott, not here? Yeah. <laughs> Thingy. yeah. What's his name? He's not here. You don't need him. Cruising about the uh, the oceans there. Where, is that, where does a cruise in the UK go? It leaves from London. Where does it actually go? 
I have no idea where he is at this moment. I think that's the way he likes it. I don't know. I don't know where he's gone. Just I like offered to, to send him Starlink from you know my satellite connection so he could uh, put it on his balcony and connect to the internet. <laughs> Clearly, he has well, no I, problem connecting with whoever he wants to connect with. But I mean, I, yeah, I did want to bring it up, but yeah, he's got no problem sending WhatsApp messages, so he doesn't yeah. need it, Mark. Okay, well, I'm gonna have Sorry. to send. It. I've been sending him texts every once in a while, just giving him updates yeah. because we have got lots of stuff coming up on Double Tap TV. Really cool stuff. Uh, really cool people. Cool guests. Lots of topics. Um, next week, we're going to be talking all about stuff. Um, that's my way of saying I forgot <laughs> well to done. actually look at what we're talking about. So uh, <laughs> you know, you, you, you know stuff. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool stuff. stuff. Uh, this past week, we talked about Windows 365 in the cloud with Jason Bromit. Uh, next week, we're actually talking all about the new uh, folding devices from Samsung, the flipping oh. and folding device. Have you had your hands on any of these? I've had, yes, I've had the uh, the new, uh, the new, no, the one before, the fold, and um, I liked it. It was a bit of a uh, hefty thing, but although it did have a case on it, understandably, it's yeah. an expensive bit of kit. But yeah, it was nice. They sent me uh, the flip to play with. I'm holding it now. It's uh, It really brings me back to my StarTac days. Oh, yes. I know. The clamshell. Yeah, the clamshell. It's just, it's, and they've really, they, they have perfected the hinge. Like, we've now got the hinge down. Um, the crease in the screen annoys the crap out of me. So that'll, I mean, yeah. it's a matter of getting used to. But uh, another device that does uh, fold open, uh, you know, I guess, oh. vertically. Oh, well you like that? You like oh, that? That was good. You are professional, sir. Surface Duo 2. Now, the Surface Duo was originally announced about four years ago. It was unveiled as one of these, oh my God, uh, we never knew about this. There was the Surface Duo, and there was the Surface Neo. The Duo is the uh, Android-based phone that has two five-inch screens. I mean, they're. I mean, I'll tell you the exact specs in a second. Uh, two five-inch screens side by side, five-point-eight-inch screens side by side. So they're two separate screens, but they're so tightly close, you know, knit close together, Sean, mm. that it really they work together as one screen quite nicely. The Perfect. new version what, takes uh, that to a whole new level. You say four years, and it seems like four years because, well, because you've been they announced talking it. about the duo and saying, "Oh, it's so amazing!" Because you had the first one, I believe. Well, so they announced they announced it four years ago. They released it a yeah. year and a half later in the U.S. It took yeah. another year to come to Canada, which was last. Wow. I mean, last year. Um, so now that we're, we're and, and when it came out, it was still using the same specs as when it was announced. So everybody yes. liked the form factor. They saw that it was a very cool proof of concept, but it didn't live up to the expectations of today's technology. The camera was bad quality. The camera was only on the front, so you had to fold it to get you know a good camera on the back. Um, the screens yeah. were okay, but not great. The speed was okay, but not great. But I think as a proof of concept, in terms of how thin the device was, um, and yeah. how the hinge worked to let you go 180 degrees. Like you could fold it closed. You could fold it all the way out. You can use one screen at a time. You could use it almost like in a laptop clamshell mode. Really, really gave you an idea. This is going to be cool. You could, you know, use apps on one screen and another app on the other screen and, and swipe things, drag and drop back and forth. Very cool concept. Now, they're taking that to a whole new level with the Surface Duo 2. Hopefully, this makes it to the market a lot quicker because... <laughs> I mean, if two yeah, date, but side we get it. Two yeah. eight point so two five point eight inch AMOLED displays. Okay, Ooh. super bright. It opens up and it's basically eight point three inch diagonal and gives you twenty six eighty eight by eighteen ninety two um, resolution. Now, what they've done on this, which is really unique, is you know on the Samsung devices and a lot of the newer smartphones these days, they've wrapped the screen around the edge a little bit. There's yeah. still a little bit of a bezel and something holding it in, but by wrapping it around, by curving the edges, it gives you this infinity edge kind of thing when you're looking at it left and right, where it seems like the screen is, is just, it's never ending. They've yeah, done this right. on the inside, where the two screens meet. Of course. That makes total sense, yeah. So when you're looking at it straight on, or you're looking at it from left to right, it really does look almost seamless which is a beautiful, beautiful way. And they're taking advantage of that because when you close it in either direction, if you close it with the screens out or the screens in, you have the curves on the inside hinge. So you can actually show notifications there. So they're taking wow. advantage of that curve in a way that really nobody has before. 
And does it put those two edges as one screen, if you know what I mean, as well? Could I it? don't know, because I haven't had a chance to go hands-on with oh. it yet. Everybody, we're kind of seeing, you know, the, in the announcement uh, yesterday, we're seeing it for the first time. So I'm looking forward to getting this in my hands. Hopefully it's not, you know, another two years before it makes it to Canada or the UK. <laughs> but listen to some of these specs on this, okay? So you've got that screen, which is which is really cool. It's still as thin as the original one was, which it just feels insanely amazing. You've got a uh, 4,449 uh, 4, milliamp battery, two batteries, one on either side. Fast charging with USB-C. Uh, power supply is sold separately, so it comes with the cable. The camera system, completely different. So there's two cameras now. There's that front-facing camera, which is now a 12-megapixel camera, 24-millimeter. On the back oh. now, they do have a camera bump. So this is the change. You've got a camera bump with three cameras, a wide 12-megapixel, a telephoto 12-megapixel, and an ultra-wide 16-megapixel. So this now does compete with any other modern-day smartphone, any other modern-day you know, flagship smartphone in terms of yeah. the camera and the video and the photo taking capabilities. You've got Wi-Fi 6. You've got Bluetooth 5.1. You've got NFC for payments. Um, wireless charging, I'm not 100% sure because the other one didn't. So uh, fast charging, mm. it doesn't really say anything about wireless charging, so we'll have to figure that one out. But this, I mean, you know, do you see, can you see yourself using a device like this? I mean, obviously... You know, on yes. the accessibility side, you don't need all that screen, right? No, no, but I mean, I, I don't think uh, from an accessibility point of view that the two screens means that accessibility is going to suffer at all. I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, when, you, when you're using it as one big screen, then the accessibility works as it normally would on one screen. And when you're using it as two separate screens, then whatever screen you're touching, that's where the accessibility screen reader talkback kicks in. So I can't see why there would be an issue. I haven't used it with um, talkback turned on, so I don't know if there is. Um, but um, no, th th uh, it's the use case for me. It's still the use case of two, two screens. Now, I, I honestly don't know. Something like the Fold or this one where it's like carrying a tablet around with you. Uh, for consuming content, I totally get it. But for the arguments about productivity, I am not convinced that two screens as a as a genre, as a new format of device, I'm not sure that the consumers really want it yet. It's, it's missing that killer application. Now, as a phone, I do get it. I I, I think there is more of a... A use case for that. As well, I don't said, forget, you know, as a phone, when you fold it back, when you're holding a half of it in your hand, it's still pretty hefty, right? It's bigger yeah, than the Note. Right. It's bigger than the Galaxy Note. Um, it's still pretty hefty, but it's, it passes for a phone. The cool thing is that when you are using it open, you know, you do have this tablet and you can't consume media. I have yet to find a use case where I could really work on a device that small, you know? Emails, I get it. Note taking, I get it. But that's where it ends for me. Yeah, exactly. What else are you going to do? And there is an argument that, well, you could do that, you know, emails and whatever else you could do quite happily on a on a bigger phone anyway with one screen. Yeah, uh, I, yeah I don't know. But I mean, look, we're, we're watching it. Actually, it's quite interesting because we're watching this this um, this new platform evolve. You know, Samsung were the first to market and with their first one where there were some big issues with that. Uh, yet we're seeing them getting better and better the z flip is meant to be a really nice phone i am not convinced that the one screen wrapped around uh like samsung are using where you have a crease or whatever some sort of bump in the middle i i think the way that microsoft are handling this with the two separate much screens better. actually yeah. flush together i think that's a much better idea and it probably more from a you know durability point of view it sounds like it should last a lot longer so yeah this intrigues me uh, again, I'm not entirely sure. From a from just being a, a geeky nerd, I would love one of these, but uh, <laughs> would I use it as an everyday driver? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Okay, so we're running out of time. So last device, Surface Laptop Studio. Oh man, this was so cool. So on, on the on the on the you know just by looking at this thing, it looks like a laptop. But what yes. happens is, is that when you open it as a laptop, so your screen's up in front of you, you can now bend that screen. So it's got a hinge on the middle of the screen so you can fold it up towards you and start working on it like 
the Surface Studio, like the like like almost like having a a palette in front of you, and you can push yeah. that down. So literally, the whole screen sits on top of the laptop, and you can use that for for artistry, for note taking, for and imagine anything you could do on a on a tablet right there on the device. But it's not detachable anymore, so you don't have to no. worry about them trying to shove all this material in the screen. It's super super thin, um, and and the power in this device is absolutely mind-blowing. <laughs> I know, it is. And the studio, when they released that, that blew my mind. It was a, a gorgeous device, right? Absolutely amazing. Um, but it was underpowered, even at the time of release. You know, the, the, the big criticism of it was, uh, you know, for all this money, you're not getting the hardware that this sort of device deserves. And looking at the tech specs of this one, I mean, it seems like it's it's more than capable of running anything. 14.4 inch screen, uh, 120 hertz refresh rate, uh, 2400 by 1600 aspect ratio, quad core Intel, uh, you know, latest generation core i7 if you want to go up that far, Intel Iris graphics or NVIDIA GeForce RTX graphics up to 30, 3050. the 3050 CPU. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, it can run Windows 11 Home Pro, uh, you you name it. Um, it's it's insane. The dimensions 12.7 by 9 by 0.7. So this is super portable, but it's going to be on the heavier side. You're talking about 3.83 pounds on the i5 model, 4 pounds on the i7, which again is super light compared to other laptops, but yeah. still pretty heavy for what you're getting. That being said, you're packing in solid state storage up to 2 2 terabytes, 32 gigs of RAM, 18 hours again, to 19 really. hours of battery life, Wi-Fi 6, Bluetooth uh, Bluetooth you know, 5.1, Thunderbolt 4, th- headphone jack, Surface Connect port. I mean, this is insane. Support for everything. You got laptop mode, stage mode, which lets you pull the display forward and place it at the perfect angle for, for watching videos, playing video games, and then studio mode where you kind of push it down as a slate and you can you can draw, sketch, write, do anything, take notes, all on this device. And it's got a really, really cool dynamic hinge that gives you that frictionless motion that 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 hinge that you're used to on the surface on the surface devices is now available on this device so cool absolutely this is i'll be honest with you it looks like my dream laptop it it just it's just the engineering behind it you know it's just so gorgeous i i don't know that now the only thing is I'm sure the price point is going to be insane. As yeah, well. we have yet to see, kind of see where that's one's going to start. But I guess depending on how you configure this, we're gonna we're gonna see a price point that's gonna that's gonna reach up there. I'm gonna guess around yeah, in the high end about I don't know thirty two thirty five hundred dollars Canadian. Yes, I, 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 I if you're lucky, we should I bet think. on this. We <laughs> should we should start a pool. I think we should do that. Right. Okay. <laughs> we will. I. I I don't know. I I just think this again. Look, you know, I was sort of joking last week or whenever it was when I said, you know, oh, the Microsoft event is going to be so much better than the Apple event. Oh, but, but it was. But it it just was. <laughs> you know, the the innovation that they're bringing is just amazing. I I know you could say, well, look, the price point on this makes it out of the reach of you know, your average consumer. I I get that. There are some devices here that are of. But, pretty affordable but you know the high-end stuff the really cool stuff is high price but i mean these are all designs that 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 microsoft are saying you know hey third-party manufacturers take a look at what you can do this is this is the perfect platform for windows and uh yeah i'm so excited by it well done microsoft again if you want to send me a surface studio I'm here. We're taking care of that. We're gonna work, we're gonna work on that. Uh, we've got like a whole uh, a whole uh, uh, four minutes left, so we're gonna take a quick break. Come back and just wrap things up really quickly. Stick around. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. We are back. Double Tap Canada. Mark Aflalo and Sean Priest with you. Stephen Scott vacationing without permission, without a permission yep. slip. I'm guessing they let him on the, the cruise ship, but uh, so be it, Mr. <laughs> Scott. Um, literally, wow. so it's 48. We're at 48, 48, and we're dying. We've got uh, three minutes left. Three minutes left. <gasps> 
Close. What are we going to talk about? Time for our closing remarks. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to talk about iOS 15. Uh, I recently, well, as in yesterday, I think it was updated to iOS 15. I'm a bit late to the game, but absolutely no problems with me so far. I'm loving the new quick settings feature. Uh, the ability to quickly change voiceover settings. Simply uh, tap with two fingers four times to get your quick settings menu up. And there's things like audio ducking and uh, direct input and various Braille options in there as well. Uh, if your rotor is getting too full, this is a great option for uh, making quick and easy uh, voiceover changes. I'm loving quick settings. Uh, they already released 15.1 beta. And what? a couple, had yeah, a couple features that are in there. For example, like uh, sharing your screen during FaceTime calls that didn't make it to the release are now back and active in fifteen point one. Including oh. there, you're going to be able to put your vaccine uh, proof of vaccination in your Apple Wallet, which is going to be a fun one. I know a lot of people have been trying to find ways around that system, but we're going to be hands on with those devices next week because I'm I'm sitting here waiting for a delivery. Like I'm waiting for my doorbell to ring, and they're supposed to be. Uh, I'm supposed to be getting a Pro Max and a, and, a, and a 13 Mini, and we'll put them to the test oh. and see what. I mean, we know the differences, right? It's really just, it's really just Size. a like, camera system, <laughs> and the weight. <laughs> Apparently, that camera yeah. bump is even bigger. Um, they're saying even cases or oh, cases for the 12 won't fit on the 13 uh, because of it. But you still sound excited, though. I, you know what? I'm excited because they're sending it to me to play with, and I'm not spending my own money on it. I am excited ah. for the iPad Mini, though. Like, I mean. I don't know why. Yes. I don't understand why I'm excited about it, but I am excited about it. So we will talk about that next week as well. Sean, thank you for being by my side and making sure we didn't get off the rails. I love it when Steven's not here, we talk more tech. I know, it's strange. He should go on cruises more often. I'm telling you, it's 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 absolutely insane. <laughs> He will be back next week. At least he says he's back next week. Sometimes he comes back and he's like, mm, uh, you guys, you want to do it without me again? You seem to get along just fine last time. Yeah, no, he'll take a holiday after his holiday. That's he'll how take it a holiday after that little. I, I have words for him, but I'm not going to say it, okay? <laughs> it's just it. Uh, well Sean done. Priest, thank you so much for being by my side. You guys at home, if you want to get involved, it is at Double Tap Canada on Twitter. If you want to email us, it's feedback at ami.ca. Uh, we'll speak to you again uh, next week, and I promise I, we're going to make Stephen come back whether he wants to or not, because he's going to have to talk about new devices. So we'll uh, see you again <laughs> next week. Bye, Sean. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.